Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Gamecocks have won this game! Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Oh, watch him celebrate now! Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losing. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. Inside the Gamecocks show, I'm J.C. Sherbert. He is Phil Mullinax, and this is Friday. It's kind of a free-for-all Friday. No guests lined up. It's just us guys sitting here talking, having a little chat, and gals, of course. So obviously, going to lean on the Nana Sports chat box a lot inside uh, the Gamecocks.com is the IELTS Consulting Mailbag. If you want to get in with a question, you can tweet it to us, too, at the Big Spur Pod. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you joining us. Uh, thanks yesterday to Mark Kingston and Chris Phillips. Uh, really two good guests yesterday. Of course, JB jumped on with us. Uh, he's off today. We'll be back Monday. Um, also, uh, that Disney trip I had replanned is coming up upon us. I'll leave a week from Sunday. So you'll have a week of the whole crew, and then just Phil and JB will be rocking and rolling. Uh, while I'm down there, hopefully uh, – Having some sweet misery, trouncing around Disney World with my four-year-old niece and my mother, who, uh, as at the age, she can get a motorized cart. Because uh, her and her, she has bad knees. Like, she can hardly walk. Uh, and my, her husband has a bad back. So, they're not. That used to be the golden to... ticket, man. That that was the way it was. I mean, I remember man. going down one time with my in-laws. And, I mean, <laughs> Fast, Shirley, fast hell. <laughs> Shirley, I can see Shirley and uh, Larry and uh, Carl or Larry, Carl, uh, making that happen. Um, man, I, one time I tell you, I was down. I felt so bad for this one lady. She was about four hundred and ninety pounds, and at least, and she had one of those cards. And it was New Year's Eve, and we were trying to watch. We watched the fireworks in like the auxiliary area at Magic Kingdom. Uh, I was with my ex and her two kids. And this poor lady ran the hell over this lady that had open-toed shoes on. And you heard it crunch. And this, I mean, the victim was crying, but then the poor lady on the cart started crying. You know, she just feels bad about herself at that point. Um, Some people may have thought it was funny. I I, kind of got a little lump in my throat, to be honest, because I was like, I mean, because you don't know why. You know, some people... 
get that big because they get that big. Some people get that big because they can't help it. They have a thyroid condition or whatever. I did not know. Therefore, I did not judge. But I, I heard those bones crack, and oh, boy. I was like, I know that going to have reconstructive surgery. I don't even know what her legal recourse is. I mean, do you have insurance? Did you call Tony Pope? Yeah, right. If you, yeah. if, you got, <laughs> if you get a motorized cart and say, can you insure me for uh, a little bit? Um, no, you call Todd Ellis. <laughs> Todd Ellis could have called the play-by-play on that. She talks about Bone Crunch, Carolina. Anyway, uh, but mom, mom's pretty safe with it most of the time. You know, when we went a couple of summers ago, I kind of her and Gary were racing, and I was like, "Ah, oh, man!" So I got to look forward to that. But boom, broken toe, Clint says. <laughs> um, so I got that to look forward to. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to some baseball this weekend. But through Cookman comes in, uh, the Gamecocks have a chance to start 17 and one, not 21 and one, like Chris Phillips and I both were talking yesterday. Lance goes, "Hurt me!" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, I'll put it in reverse. I mean, shouldn't those things have beeper, like a or something like that? Oh wait! Did she roll over it and then re-roll over it, like trying to correct it? Now Dude, that she reversed because she was backing up from the crowd. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> Just oh my gosh. So uh, anyway, so that that's uh, hopefully there's no bone crunching experiences there. No. Um, but I'm gonna have to walk it, man. I'm gonna have to hit the treadmill all every day next week. I'm gonna have a lot of energy for the show because I've got to go. I've got to. I can't just hit that. I can't get, I'll be in the motorized cart by the end of the week. I tell you what, it's been a while since I did a, a theme park like that, especially Disney, Ooh. you know, because then you're days on days on theme park, right? And uh, five days, I've always man, been five. able to keep up, and I've been the one, you know, driving the train out in front, you know, carrying kids on your shoulders and all that stuff. Yeah, I backpacks I, I, and whatnot, but always man. handled it well. But I, yeah, I've been I'd out have to train. Shape. Yeah, I'd have to train. I need to train. I need to get some training. So uh, yours truly is going to be doing that. Now. You know, I mean, it's kind of. I, sh- I probably should have started. A month ago, but that's difficult. <laughs> that's difficult. All right, the award-winning Nanosports chat box is always open, and also the MI Help Consulting mailbag. We do have some questions in there at inside the Gamecocks. Inside the Gamecocks at gmail.com or you can go to at the Big Spur Pod. Please follow us on Twitter. Please follow at Inside the Gamecocks um, on Instagram. And also, reminder: we are in the Signorama Studios. In case you missed the new scroll. That, that, that's called the scroll, and then you got the intro. But the scroll, uh, we, we just to explain this to you guys, we're not doing two intros. No, uh, yeah. The scroll is like... Yeah, I'm supposed to start pre- that earlier. Yeah, we're, we're, we're supposed, <laughs> we, we usually start that about like 10.55, so you guys can go ahead and get in. And we, we it's like opening the vein. Uh, but we don't just, we just don't want you to sit there. You know, we want to... Wanna, it, it's kind of like, you know, that stuff when you go to the movies and you see like, you know, your local realtor or whatever, and they're playing the music like with the local ads before the previews. Let's consider go it like the that. Lobby. Let's yeah. go after the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, award winning Nanosports chat box. Um, and, and by the way, in case you didn't see it, uh, we are in the Sinorama studios each and every day. And we appreciate Sinorama. And you can check out that work all over Columbia. Uh, and be sure to, uh, 
you know, hit them up if you need signs. I mean, I think, you know, we're about to, we're going to probably take this show on the road at some point in the next six months for a quick road trip somewhere. I'm not going to announce where yet. Uh, so I may need some signs. Sign, sign everywhere, sign. We would need anyway. some signage. Clint. More. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more signage. <laughs> Clint's the first person in the chat box today. Happy Friday, he says. Brian says, morning, fellas. Joseph, happy Friday. Craigers like we made it. Anyone checking out the Players' Championship? I think Chris Phillips is there. Yeah, no, I, I think, think that's where he is, yeah. I think that's where he's at. I think that's where he's at. Lance says he made it to Latte Friday. Ooh. You and me both. I bet Phil's got bourbon in that coffee right now. <laughs> oh, if only. If only. <laughs> Lance likes the intro. Uh, Beatty says, according to my sources, there will be some absolute heat being delivered around 7 o'clock tonight. Yeah. Will Sanders on the mound for the Gamecocks. Uh, you know, just, just talking to some of our guests this week, Phil, I, I do think, I mean, I think Cloninger said it's important for him to have a good outing. I think Cloninger and Chris both said it's important for him to have a good outing. Yeah, for sure. So, um, um, so we'll see about that. All right, so the Anthony Rose tweet. I knew this was going to come up. So Rose tweets, I'm back. Now, I have not followed up on this. Uh, but like I said a couple of days ago about the situation, the, the, I, there's not misinformation. I'm sick of people calling everything misinformation, right? Because these days, if you don't agree with somebody about something that's clearly a matter of opinion, certain people like to call it misinformation. So I'm, I, if, if it's definitely misinformation, I'm going to tell you. Um, let's just say there are a lot of variations of the story <laughs> uh, out there from credible people, including people I talk to that don't really align. That's why, honest to God, I, I don't say anything about it. You know, if I have illegal situation, if I have a contact or something, I'm dribbling that out. Number one, it's none of anybody's business. All we should all care about is the resolution. Um, unless they did something egregiously bad, you know what I'm saying? And then I'll tell you or not, but that's number one. Number two, you know, you never know what the argument's going to be, you know, between the time something happens and the time you get to court, lawyers have strategies, they have attorney client, attorney -client privilege, you know, it, it's just, there's just a, and then you have at, at certain times, I don't think it's in this case, but at certain times, if different lawyers um, re, uh, are representing different people, if there's three folks involved, and sometimes they, and I'm not saying it's in this situation, but sometimes they'll try to pin it on the other. So there's all a matter of interpretation. So that's why I don't say anything. And I, and I know what's been out there. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody for putting it out there on whatever they do, but, uh, you know, I'm just saying that this is a fluid type of deal. I said it the other day. I think Anthony Rose, if uh, if he makes it back, uh, not just to Carolina, but college football in general, I think that's a great thing for his life. I think he's a good kid. He's overcome a lot, probably more than either Phil or I or anybody in the chat box has ever done. And, and you know, and honestly, you know, none of our lives has been perfect from reading the chat box and everything else. So, um, you know, I, I, I hope I hope he's back. I hope he's back, but I cannot confirm that at this time. I just let the legal situation uh, play itself out. But thanks for the question, Joey. Um, <clears throat> Bruin Gamecock Barbecue. I'll let somebody else answer this. Anyone ever had the gout? Dealing with it for a month. I'm mm. sick of it. Need a steak. Yeah, I have not, but I hear it's hell. 
Like man. here it's real bad. So yeah. Thoughts and prayers out to you, man. Whew, gosh, I've never had it. Lance makes a good point. And I mean, I, I not you know, I'm not kissing up to him because he comes on the show, because I I would never do that. But like just interviewing him, he's a lot cooler than I thought. And Lance says Mark Kingston's slowly changing my thought of him. Uh, he's kind of chill this season. He is. Uh, I do notice he's re- kind of relaxed, and I think he really likes his team. Uh, I think his team's playing hard for him right now. That's called coaching. Uh, Monty Lee obviously has had a big impact. You know, the Gamecocks are like 10th in the country, I think, in, in walks or second with 90. Uh, Gavin Cassis, I think, is in the top five in home runs. Uh, Braylon Wimmer, I know, is number two in runs scored. So, you know, I know they haven't they haven't faced uh you know Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, and you know, Steve Avery or whoever. Apparently uh, Maddox <laughs> is on the team though, according, according to <laughs> Monty Lee. Greg Maddox was is, saying, uh, I'm like, is Jake Lee. Yeah, Greg Maddox. I'm like, wow, that's that's kind of crazy. So it's been interesting interviewing the coaches yeah. this year. I mean, Monty, I know we've had some perspective on and but you know, just talking to Mark Kingston, I'm I'm with y'all. I mean, it, it's uh, you know, he just he, he's fun to talk to. Good guy, you know, just comes across well, doesn't seem all stuffed up and, and you know, like somebody who just, you know, uh, let's get through this interview. He's, you know, yeah, always been I, nice. I it's good, good to get to know guys like that, you know, on, on a yeah. different level here on the show. Yeah. Now, that doesn't change my opinion that he really needs to win this year. No, I mean, uh, yeah, and, listen, I mean, yeah, and, talking to you on the damn show is one thing, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> we all got a job to do. <laughs> we'll, we'll interview him if he goes somewhere else, you know. That's and, right. But, but look, um, now, and, you know, I, I'm not one. I always say, because people are like, what does he need, you know, to get this far, that far, the other? I, you know, I, it kind of just depends on how it goes down. Because there's a lot of variables. I mean, you know, the NCAA could completely screw you. They could back over you in a motorized cart on New Year's Eve and break your feet. Break your foot. And throw whoever with whatever pitcher in the regionals with you. And, oh, yeah, this is baseball, you know. But uh, now I don't think that happened a few years ago. I think Carolina choked and couldn't hit it. But so to say that, you know, you know, under a normal type of year, yeah, I think probably the Supers is, you know, probably needs to get the Supers. But, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. You know, and, and, and Kingston's always talking about, you know, on the two times we've talked to him, staying healthy. Um, Gamecocks have been, knock on wood, fortunate about that this year. So, you know, you got to kind of do that. Brian in the Nana Sports chat box. Very good question. I got one for both of y'all. We missed out on Lonergan, but wind up flipping Lenores. Do you think we wound up with a better quarterback? We'll see what Dylan Lonergan does. I think we'll I think see, he made yeah. the right I think he made the right decision going to Alabama with Eli Holstein in that class too, because right now Dylan's heart's at in baseball. Baseball, baseball, baseball. Now, I have no idea if he's even on the Alabama roster for baseball <laughs> this year, or or maybe he didn't enroll early or something. I don't know. But you go in there with Holstein, you're probably if you're not if you're playing baseball during spring practice, you're not playing quarterback for Nick Saban that first season, unless there's massive injuries. Um, It works for Alabama because you got a pretty talented guy sitting there giving you depth. Um, You know, and I'm not saying he would have started at South Carolina or anything, but he would have been kind of the quarterback of the future. 
uh, I'll say this. Lenore Sellers is a much better football player than Dylan Lonergan. Just a football player. You know, if I just were, you know, playing football, the act of playing football, not necessarily quarterback or seven-on-seven or watching him throw or Pascal or whatever, but actually playing football, he's a better football player. Um, And I think it very well could be that Sellers ends up being better. I mean, Sellers is 6'2 and a half, 225 pounds. He runs 4'4". And you've read the uh, quotes from players about his arm. And Mm -hmm. it's not just like a – you know, some guys have strong arms, but they're not the most accurate. This guy throws a great deep ball, you know, leads the guy in stride. He's got a natural flick of the wrist. I mean, you know, uh, who knows? Lance says definitely Lenore's is better. See, I didn't even have to go into all that. Could have just asked Lance, right? <laughs> so um, so there's that. Chris said he went to the players this past Tuesday for the day, I thought. Yeah, I, yeah you know, so, I, I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. He was out of town yesterday, so coming at us from another thing uh, there. Uh, 76 says, so you're saying Rose is back. LOL, I'm kidding. <laughs> I get that a lot. Uh, John, who was on Facebook. One of yeah. our Facebook audiences. What is Eddie Lewis running the 40 yard dash? Four, four, five. He's fast. I mean, he's not Pretty quick. I mean, yeah, look at his returns. I mean, he, you can tell he's a he's a two-stepper and can get get down the field, but he uh probably a tick faster than Brooks and Van. I don't know in a straight if they raced, it'd probably be really close. But uh he's a guy, you know, Brooks and Van were very good complimentary receivers uh, at different points last year. Uh, and then in the end, they both kind of were pretty good against Tennessee and uh, Clemson. They both made their share of plays, certainly. Uh, so you got to replace those guys because having those second receivers, third receivers, fourth receivers, that makes your offense go. You know, I mean, because they're going to try to take Juice Wells out of the game, uh, especially if you don't have talent at the other two spots. Uh, and I think Eddie Lewis can certainly step in for that. Saunders got four shows to catch up with this week. I've been wondering where you've been, Sonder. <laughs> yeah. Joey says, uh, article on Whittle Brewer earning his way back in the lineup could bring Stone in as a defensive replacement. Stone's defense is elite. Yeah, that's ideal because, you know, Brewer's got more power um, and historically has hit it better. He just was in a bad, bad slump. Bad slump, bad slump. Yeah, I um, know he rocked one out here in Greenville the other night. <laughs> yeah, man, that's good. Was, was yeah. happy mm-hmm. for him. Uh, Lance says on the lattes, we're going to Omaha. <laughs> mm-hmm. if they go, um, I'm going to have to go out for at least a game or two because uh, it's driving distance for me. And Xavier asked earlier if it's snowing up here. Yes, it's that kind of wet snow that's not sticking. It's not as cold. Uh, but still, I mean, the, the fiance went to work today. And my God, if there's any danger at all, she's definitely working from home. She, she doesn't really <laughs> like going to my office. So. Uh, mm-hmm. So she went, so it was fine. You know, Nick's got a good question here. We'll talk about this. With LSU Florida State on Sunday and Carolina and North Carolina being a top 25 game, could y'all see college game day coming to Charlotte for the game? Yeah. You know, you look at that first weekend, and, you know, sometimes you see a first weekend, Phil, and you're like, man, blockbuster weekend. Yeah. You know, lots yeah, of great Yeah, this past games. year, it was, there was a lot of big-name, you know, matchups. Not so much this season. No. Not so much this season. I mean, when Duke and Clemson – and I'm going to keep harping on that just because it's Duke. It's not – I mean, nothing against Clemson, but you, you, your your Labor Day night uh, barn burner is going to be Clemson unveiling the Garrett Riley offense. 
which I any other Duke look to their credit, Duke Duke's a tough team. They won nine games last year, but uh, up in front of how many fans at Durham High School where they play? <laughs> I mean, look, I just come on, man, don't <laughs> come on, give us. Remember a few years ago, Alabama fans were so pissed because they had to play. They and I've learned this from being on the radio over in Tuscaloosa. Their fans hate neutral site games. Like they've done so many of them. They're like, oh, give yeah. us a home game because there's some years if like they don't have Auburn at home or Auburn's bad, they don't really have a good home game uh, in Tuscaloosa, and their tickets are outrageous. So, you know, they're kind of over. A few years ago, Duke Alabama played Duke in Atlanta to open the season. Duke, Duke is Duke. Uh, so I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it at all, but that's the, so I do think South Carolina, North Carolina, if you look at the matchups you, and you got to uh, networks, love these good quarterback matchups, you know, Drake may versus Spencer Rattler, uh, you know, cause you can sell that. Uh, I do think it could be in prime time. I hope it's in prime time because I'm planning a tailgate if it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think game day could be in Charlotte. I mean, I, I, uh, I haven't pulled up the week one schedule, uh, to kind of, uh, I don't have it in front of me right now. I know uh, TCU in Colorado, De- Deion Sanders' uh, debut will get a lot of attention, you know, that weekend. And there may be some games on the West Coast, but I, uh, I, I think I think there's a better shot now than maybe in a normal year. Um, just if, uh, just to see what happens. So, yeah. Oh, Florida at Utah. So would they go to Salt Lake City? Um. That's oh, on yeah. Saturday. Who knows? That would might. be what uh, is Saturday the second? Is that what I'm looking for? Yeah, mm-hmm. West Virginia, Penn State would be one. Um, Boise State at Washington. I'm looking at a list of quote unquote big games: Virginia, Tennessee, and Nashville. Yeah, I saw Virginia, Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> um, coastal. I'm looking at a list of big games: Coastal Carolina at UCLA. <laughs> Hey, it's state SE State at Charlotte. <laughs> hey, the, uh, hey, the Bulldog fans will be That's there. Local in, flair, in, yeah, man. <laughs> so, but you know, I don't know. Well, this is Florida State and LSU Saturday, September second. I I swear to God, I think it's on. Uh, I thought it was on Sunday. I don't right? see us anywhere here. Why am I, am I blind? Maybe I pulled up the wrong list. <laughs> I mean, I, no? yeah, that's the right I, I list. Sure Pretty sure that game's on Sunday. Wait a minute, Saturday. Yeah, Florida State, Florida State, Florida State. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, I'm scrolling through. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Yeah, it's on Sunday. So whatever side I was on is ridiculous. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so that's it. All right, we got to hit a break. More, but uh, Nick, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, there's a good chance, just a chance. Uh, you know, but I mean, I think that quarterback battle compared to. Yeah. Like, Florida, Utah, or West Virginia, Penn State. Now, Utah's probably going to lobby, and Utah's one of those places they haven't been a whole lot. They've been to Charlotte for the ACC championship game, kind of riding that Clemson Clemson train for a while. Yeah. Uh, and I think they were there two years ago for Clemson, Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. Right? In 2021, game day oh, was yeah. there. I that was so. the biggest. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe they go to Salt Lake. I don't know. Uh, I personally don't think I think Florida's probably going to predict to be predicted to be about 500 this next year yet again. All right, got to get a quick break. We'll be back at you here uh, to answer more questions, have more banter. Got to kind of maybe look at some of these uh, week one uh, 
college football games and see what you guys think. Some lines are already out. Way too early, right? Uh, but we'll be back after these messages on the show. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it, let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right. Even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Ja'Kai Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John and his team a call. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with them. Set up a no-obligation consultation to talk about a potential outdoor retreat for your backyard. And, of course, Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty team here in the upstate sponsor the first hour. Give Cindy a call, 864-414-5271. She'll be happy to take care of all your upstate residential real estate needs. Yeah, the, of course, uh, I, like that. I thought we are going to break out into some Jimmy Cliff at the end of that, uh, you know, <laughs> that new spot. I was like, all right. There we go. Yeah, Ja'Kai Moore, uh, courtesy of Carolina Rise. Uh, yeah, Cindy closed on a house the other day. I saw on social media. Congratulations to her. Nice. She continues to, uh, to kill it in this uncertain real estate market that we have. But uh, uh, seriously, if you're moving back to the upstate, like several of our listeners have gone and seen her, and she's really uh, really helped them out. So. If you're moving, uh, I know when I move back, if I go to the upstate, Cindy's going to be my realtor and Kevin McConnell is going to be my mortgage guy. If I move to Charleston, JB will be my realtor and Kevin McConnell will be my mortgage guy. 
and Tony Pope will have my homeowner's insurance. So uh, <laughs> trust me, I, I don't just, uh, these people just don't pay us money. We live it. I mean, uh, you know, uh, so anyway, uh, but yeah, that, that uh, Nick, I think you're absolutely right. Quantrell says, who do you think will be the starter at Georgia? Read online that Stockton has a legit chance, which is surprising to hear. Um, well, not when you consider that uh, Bobo is back to being the offensive yeah, coordinator. No, I mean, right, I, I, they're not going to throw him I, out there just because he's Bobo's boy. That's for sure. Well, nah, I mean, I, I think it has something to do with it. You know, Mike Bobo, Mike's going to play the guy that's going to be able to run the offense best and that, uh, you know, obviously sometimes there's a talent gap, right? Uh, and you got to play the guy that maybe doesn't know it as, bad, as well. Uh, and before anybody says Colin Hill and Ryan Helensky, that was a completely different situation because Ryan Helensky was not very good in practice at all. So they had to go with Colin. Um, but through the years it, 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 during his career at Georgia, you know, they may start out with one guy and then the talent takes over after a couple of games. I remember Joe Tarashinsky started uh, in 06, uh, right when Mike got the job, and then Stafford eventually took over. Uh, you know, all, all those, you know, Georgia, that's kind of one of those things. It's uh, been a trend of theirs. But Gunnar Stockton, the thing about him, he can run. But now Vandergriff can run, and Beck's not slow. But, you know, I, I think Bobo was sort of with, with the scope of the offense at South Carolina looking down the road. You know, he saw he had Luke Doty, and he saw he had Gunnar Stockton coming in at the time. And I think he was kind of planning some – you know, you saw some of it when they put Doty in at the end. Uh, so it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, prior, you know, I, I think most people around Georgia after the championship game thought Carson Beck would just step in because he was the backup this year. But, you know, talent rises to the top. And, you know, I, I'll just say that Van, Vandergriff to me appears to be the, the odd man out, just looking at it from, from this angle. But maybe uh, Blind Squirrel Sports can come in and, Fill us in on the Georgia quarterback battle. So yeah. We'll see. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Crager says, is Monty Lee one subpar season for being the new baseball coach? No. Um, Ray Tanner's not going to do that. Uh, that would be a tough sell. Uh, you know, and although would Monty Lee make a really good head baseball coach at South Carolina? Yeah, I tend to think. Uh, he would, you know, and people, well, what happened at Clemson? Why couldn't you win there? Well, that's baseball. <laughs> and sometimes guys, you know, get a, get a shot somewhere else. And I'll say this, South Carolina's, uh, you know, Clemson's a good program. South Carolina's a better program. I mean, Coach Orgeron didn't win at Ole Miss, did he? Well, guess what? Once we got to Baton Rouge, uh, after some tough losses like that loss to Troy, I ended up winning it all and then retired to endless summer in Dustin, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I've, I've seen stuff like that before, but, uh, you know, but, uh, no, that's not the plan. There's no, he, he's not the plan, you know, that's not the plan right now. And, and, you know, if, if, if things go South this year, uh, and they make a change, uh, I'd look up toward Louisville. I'd look up toward Lynchburg, Virginia, and I'd probably just stop there. Maybe Greenville, North Carolina. Uh, if that happened, but uh, I'd probably just stop there. But look, Marquise is 13 and one um, and Monty's helping him out. And there seems to be a good vibe. I mean, baseball, a lot of times, man, what you want's a good vibe. 
yeah. a good vibe, you know, because teams play better when they're not trying to press or there's not pressure on them and stuff. And it's a good vibe. And these kids, they actually through 14 games and we'll see once like, I mean, look, adversity struck first win game three against Penn. Boom. They came back and won. That's Gamecock baseball. Uh, adversity strikes again uh, after losing to the Clemson opener up at Clemson. And then they're down. They come back, tie it. Then they get down seven, three, a lot of Gamecock teams in the recent past would have just folded up the tent and said, oh, hey, hey, good buddy, we're gone. Let's get, let's, let's, let's get them tomorrow. They came back and then hit a moonshot, you know, over uh, over the fence and, and you know, not only got the lead but piled it on a little bit, then dominated the third game and then just absolutely crushed their midweek games. Yeah. No, yeah. You know, so – rolled. <laughs> even though the competition's not been great – this team has bounced back from adversity. To me, that is more important in a, in a sport like baseball and really in basketball too, which is why like the only concern I have with the women's basketball team is they're undefeated. Right. Cause you, you're just like, man, they hadn't taken an L. So, you know, now they have had some close games at UConn. Ole Miss took them to overtime. Uh, so they have had some adversity, but, uh, Unlike football where, you know, it's it's really good to win all your games, right? Uh, and I got a football uh, analogy here too. In, in basketball and baseball, I think sometimes it, it, it's – you never want to lose, but sometimes a loss helps you more than a win because you, you, you have to go bounce back. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're a bounce, you know, and, and you learn how to face adversity – and overcome it. You know, that's why, you know, I, I thought that even though at the time I wasn't happy when they were down seven, three to Clemson on Saturday, but people that just were like, after Carolina came back and won people that were still critical. Oh, the first seven innings were bad. No, that's, that's not how sports works, man. You know, mm-hmm. you know it, it, sports is a lot of times about, I mean, it, it, it's a lot, a lot of times better to come back and win or to face adversity and lose and then come back and bounce back stronger uh, than it is just to, to win ugly, in my opinion. So that, that's just my thing there. So anyway, yeah, Dylan, people are talking Dylan Brewer. Saunders said tax season has kept me under a rock. I'm fighting back today, though. I blocked my calendar for the entirety of the show. Marked as important private appointment. <laughs> well, we Lance appreciate Eddie that. Lewis. Uh, he says, Lewis is a huge pickup. Cat finds separation. He does. He does. And he's a good returner. Um, so, well, who was Van? Was uh, was Van, Van was the punt returner last year? And then Amari and Brown took his spot when Van got hurt. Yeah. And Amarian's pretty good punt returner, too. Uh, Lewis could maybe beat him out, uh, I think, at, at punt returner. Uh, just because he was so dynamic at Memphis, I, I think he's going to help. Bruin says, I'm thinking Braswell will step in at running back, and once he gets his shot, he'll be like Lattimore and take over. We'll see. I think he's probably a little bit more like Rico Dowdle than Marcus Lattimore. Probably has uh, – he's probably a tick faster than Rico. But you, you remember, though, back in 2016, Rico, once he got healthy about game four, he was by far the best running back on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could happen. I, I, I would think Mario Anderson would have to get hurt. For that to happen, but man, after him, I mean, because you know, and look, this is nothing against Juju McDowell. 
you know, and maybe in year three, you know, Juju bulks up a little bit and he could be there every down back. Or maybe Dowell Loggins kind of reworks the offense and, and, you know, he did mention the other day they have an air raid package. Maybe there's run more air raid type stuff and, you know, Juju doesn't have to get banged up. Um, but uh, we'll see sort of what uh, what happens there. Seth says, do y'all think DeCarrie and Joyner could be our short yardage back with a full season, the preparation and nutrition? I still feel like we need another guy, but he has the frame and mentality. Your thoughts? I, I think what Joyner can do is help the run game. And I'm just going to say that in general because I, John Whittle, gosh, back when – 2018 or something when they had all those injuries at running back was like, they should move to carry on to running back. And I'm not opposed to it, but to carry on is at his best when he is at quarterback number one and doing natural quarterback things like moving the pocket, keeping his eyes downfield, escaping, turning up field, that type of thing. Now he had a pretty good finish to the year. I think they, they figured out kind of how to use the wildcat with letting him pass and stuff, uh, and was good in short yardage. So I, I don't know that you're wrong, Seth. Um, I would just have to see it, and because he's a bigger guy, you know, mm-hmm. he's about what six one two fifteen. So yeah, Karen I think Joyner's one of the small. No, and one of the positives about Joiner is is it it's you know it, it's similar to our situation on special teams is that it creates a special circumstance for someone to prepare for. So it's just one other thing you're going to have to prepare for that you can't just immediately focus on the the normal offense, if you will, air quotes normal. Yeah, it's a special preparation. Yeah, special preparation. Special prep. So, yeah, but I don't don't hate that idea at all uh, as far as – I don't know who else they could move. Maybe Xavier Leggett. Um. They were talking about him, and you know he did have some carries from scrimmage, and uh, and this was Marcus Satterfield alluding to it, um, but you know, uh, saying that, I mean, I, I don't know that Marcus Satterfield can't evaluate players. I think he's probably pretty good at that, but you know, he was talking about how Xavier's pretty good from scrimmage. So I don't know. I, I I know that they're confident that they'll get a a back or two in the portal, and there's not a lot of over concern. Um, and uh, what that also tells me is Lavoisier Carroll, even if healthy, even if he hadn't retired, probably was not making the type of taking the type of steps that they would have liked. Um, so there you go. Uh, I'm not saying that's no big loss because the light can come on at any time for a running back, right? But uh, uh, so, but but hey, they're not worried about it, so we shouldn't either. I guess. But I guess that's our. I guess now it's our. You know, not we don't have millions of dollars at stake with our salaries and stuff, and you know. We don't uh, we don't lose our job if the Gamecocks lose. Not my although, career on the line. Uh, although, <laughs> although, well, yeah, although business is not as good. But uh, uh, I'll say this: it's it's like um, you know. But I think we're more worried than they are. <laughs> so you know, I guess that's that's part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Sodder says Battle of the Carolinas will make a cool college game day. USC UNC rivalry renewed. Yeah, they played it often enough, like. Start thinking about it. That's three out of five years. So it's kind of gone like Carolina, Georgia, most likely will go once they have the new SEC schedule where you're playing them every other year. Now, game guys don't play them again, I don't think, till 2029 or something like that. Maybe, yeah, 2029. Um, but uh, yeah, three times in five years, bring them on. Yeah. And with all the, you know, 
conference expansion talk, somebody needs to just keep drumming it up like this could potentially be a future conference matchup. Yeah, and then there's another storyline for you, you know? (laughs) Frank says, any word on the running back who decommitted from Georgia don't have a name? Yeah, nothing going on with Carolina there right now with him. Clint says, DJ Twitty, Chapman High School, Spartanburg County. Mm-hmm. Will be good in short yards. I thought DJ Twitty, you know, he's a transfer in from East Tennessee State. Um, kind of like Nate Atkins, right? Mm. The Buccaneers. I thought DJ looked pretty good, like a, as a fullback type in the uh, spring game last year. Um, also thought the linebacker has an Italian last name, Bolasaro, or something like that. I think that's his name, Solonaro. <laughs> Uh, he's also from Chapman. He looked good. And DJ Black, uh, another walk-on receiver from Chapman, looks pretty good. So all hail the mighty Panthers from Inman, right up the road from where I grew up. So uh, Quantrell says secondary receivers will surprise. High on uh, Kylie Horton and Joshua Simon. Uh, Kylie, look, you can't teach somebody to be 6'4" and run four or five and have a 40-inch vertical. Um, and, and he also played every sport known to man. Now, he played eight-man football, and it was a little tiny school, but this dude hit like 700 in baseball. He uh, averaged 40 a game in basketball and all that. But um, it, it, I just think it's a matter of time. Now, Joshua Simon's not going to be a receiver. He's uh, There was some talk about that early on, but I talked to him uh, – as part of kind of a Carolina, you know, Carolina rise thing. Um, and just kind of casually ask him. Um, and, uh, he said, nah, he's a tight end. He's 235 pounds too. Uh, and I, and I think, look, I think Nick Harbor belongs at receiver. So Nick Harbor could be in that category as well. Gabe guy. James says, haven't heard much talk about the linebacker from Ole Miss. He's doing good. Jerron Willis. Uh, you know, they haven't started practicing yet. Uh, and I think we'll learn more then. Um, so just kind of be patient just because you hadn't heard anything. Uh, there's 85 scholarship guys, so it's hard to kind of get on get on. It's hard to get on everybody and be credible because, you know, what you want to do is just re- report the things you've heard with the caveat, hey, this is just practice. And I think practice reporting is basically in the scope of who is going to play this year for Carolina. A lot of times people come down on us when we say, this guy's looking really good. Well, yeah, under the scope of we're trying to figure out who's going to play for the Gamecocks. No idea what they're going to look like against Georgia, right, (laughs) or or, or whoever, North Carolina, whoever. Um, And so that's the thing right there. But you can't mention everybody. And just because somebody, one of your contacts doesn't mention a guy doesn't mean they're not good. And and it's, it's also tough when you're dealing with sources, contacts, whatever you want to call them. You can't go with a list of 30 guys and be like, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about that guy? I mean, come on, man. Nobody ever talked to me anymore. Yeah. Um, and I'm not I'm not questioning your your question there. I wouldn't be I wasn't trying to be rude to you there, but that maybe came across the wrong way. But uh, they would have been to me like, come on, man. You know, that that's what I meant by that. Mm. Nick says Utah and Florida may play on a Thursday. If that happens, man, I I would be shocked if South Carolina, North Carolina was not a primetime game, just to be honest. All right. Got time to do another break. Thanks for flying by, Phil, today. Fly yeah, man. By. Uh, this is Inside the Game Custom Show. We'll be back. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, 
I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now, and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line, and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one-price, low-cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs, and I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So, yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Sideline and picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia, 803-446-4662, or John B. at expresssunrooms.com, or how to get in touch with John Barber and his team about how to get some more sunshine in your life. 864-414-5271 is how to get in touch with Cindy Searfoss. If you need any upstate residential real estate help, buy or sell, Cindy will be happy to take care of you. And we're live from the Sinorama Studios, right and here, virtually from all over the world. We could be anywhere to do this. Worldwide. Worldwide. That's right. uh, how about um, how about a couple of painters, by the way? How about 10% it? off, mention the show, 10% off if you're military, 10% off if you're a uh, repeat customer. Just keep stacking Go the discounts. Stack it, those discounts. And I'm not. I don't. I don't know if you're all three. If you get thirty off or not. But uh, yeah, like yeah. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see the picture of the Gamecock room. By the way, um, I can't either. I, I hope we get some quickly. I hope they jump right on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saunders says I make hits, not the public. I tell the DJs what to play. <laughs> I don't know what that even. 
John says, word is the Cox are looking for running backs and edge when the portal resumes. Any names out there? Not yet. I have a sneaky suspicion on at least one of them. But, look, the portal's not open yet, so we can't. You know, not going to speculate just yet. Mm. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> John also comes up with this. Since Anthony Fauci knows everything, do you think he could help Dabo out at, at Clemson? Um, not because Dabo knows everything, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. About a couple of guys who would not be able to get along. Woo. Too, I don't too know. Much ego Maybe. all in one room. There's a lot of ego there. Um, Saunders says, speaking of Rico, Hibdato, he might get an opportunity in Dallas this year. He's got to stay healthy. Uh, yeah. He's had talent, man. I mean, there's been times where – and, man, when he – in classic, like, Will Muschamp era in the SEC as a head coach fashion, he always got hurt at the worst times. He, he and Tyson Williams both. Um, Rico's coming off a really solid game at Florida. The Gamecocks won that game, right? And um, – I mean, sorry, not at Florida, at Georgia. Let me repeat that. Uh, didn't rush for a lot of yards, but, hell, who can against that defense? But he, he bounced in there and then ran tough. So they play Florida, right? Very susceptible team against the run because Mon Denson and Tavian Feaster, after he got hurt, you like ran all over him. What could Rico have done? He gets hurt the first play. Tyson Williams at Ole Miss in 2018. Uh, I think he, in the first day, he had like, you know, 100 yards receiving or something. Uh, definitely one of his breakout games. And, and he uh, breaks his foot and went back to the bowl and then proceeds to run up the offensive lineman's backside in the bowl game. <laughs> Just bad luck, man. Um, so, uh, he says, between, between what happens to Malik Davis and Zeke Elliott, Rico could get in there. Reformed manho. What? Come on, oh. spring game. What's in shore, store for this year? Big Spur. Natty. Big Sherb. I guess that's Big me. Sherb. Natty, yeah. <laughs> no. Nick says, what about Luke Doty at running back? Not sure that's a fit for him. Mm. Uh Probably more of a receiver if he changed positions. But, I mean, you never know. You never know. Um, Steve says, I hope they have a full game this spring instead of drills. They did last year. I think that was just a, a 2021 thing because they were so short and all that. John says, Joyner is not a running back or wide receiver or let him win the Wildcat in certain situations. I don't think he's a receiver. I mean, he's I had some either. I think we've seen there. him. Yeah, I think he's a very average SEC receiver to below average. I think naturally at quarterback, he's quite good. I mean, I, I the guy really could be – let's say something happened to Rattler, right? And then Doty – and something happens to Doty. And so you get to your third stringer, uh, and maybe they don't feel comp- confident with um, – you know, Bailey or Sellers or Davis or whoever. I wouldn't I wouldn't think the Gamecocks should just write their obituary for the season if DeCarrion Joyner was the full-time quarterback. And it's just because he's played the position his whole life. He's just so natural. He does things naturally back there. Receiver, he's not natural. And I don't know, John, he may he may not be a running back. I, I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. I just uh I just don't think he, I, I I think they're better receive like if you just said receiver better receivers on the team um, this year. 
Uh, Sonder says, Tony just made a remark on the Rose tweet, by the way. I'll have to go check that out. Action says, y'all, I just got here. Where's Jamie? He's in the Maggie Valley. In fact, I got an update. Jamie Bradford update. He is at Blake Shelton's bar in Gatlinburg. No. (laughs) Old Red. Now, I was in Gatlinburg on the way back from that funeral a couple of while while back, and uh, we stopped in Gatlinburg for the night just so we could knock two and a half hours out of the day drive. But uh, we were going to Old Red, and the GPS let me down because we were walking, and we we went like three miles in the wrong direction. Oh, jeez. They got one in Nashville, too. It's Blake Shelton's bar. But that's where uh, that's where JB's at right now. He'll be back on Monday. Quantrell says, how important are walk-on programs? I feel like football is the only sport where one day you're a walk-on. Next thing you know, you're contributing to the SEC with the potential to play on Sundays. Yeah, um, really any league. I, I think they are important because of the nature of football, um, mm-hmm. which is why I've always thought that paying high school recruits – massive amount of football in football, massive amounts of NIL money is a terrible investment because in football, as the years go by, your best players four years ago are never your best players four years down the road. It's a developmental sport. It's also a talent maximization sport, you know? So if you got a guy that maybe doesn't have as much raw talent as the guy next to him, but he's out there maximizing and developing and getting better and better and better. And the other guy's a slug, that just sits around and, and skates by on, you know, what he did in high school, which is if you give him $2 million, sometimes kids will do that. That's why I'm against it. Then that maximizer, the three star is going to be better. And you look at the NFL draft, it's proven. It's proven in this sport. It's proven. And people can sit there and say all they want. Well, it's a higher percentage of five stars and four stars that work out. Yes, because there's not very many of them. There's only 32 five stars, and, and there's probably too many four stars, like 400 out of thousands. So, yeah, percentage-wise, you're always going to bat a higher percentage if you, if you know even a little bit of what you're doing. But, you know, some people act like a guy that's a 90 is an All-American, and a guy that's an 89.7 sucks. And that's not true. So, anyway. Um, John says, is Stone Blanton getting any playing time on the baseball team? Will be he'll be a starter at linebacker on the football team. Uh, he's not with the baseball team, he's yeah, not playing no. baseball this year, and I think he's got a shot. He's got to get faster. Uh, I would pencil in Mo Caba right now, if healthy, and he will be. He's tracking that way, and I don't know who's going to start the other spot. Uh, maybe Pup Howard, maybe Pup Howard. Um, Jackson, I, I haven't gotten on Big Spur uh, to see what Tony said. Yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> so click long. on it, but it just won't load that. It won't load the comments page. And we go to the boards. Yeah, Michael says, wait until after the spring game, then the Gamecocks will be hitting the portal. Patience, people. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and look, these days, college college teams scout other college teams and college players. They know who's – it's, it's not like they're – maliciously tampering. I mean, they, they, they hear info. This kid may want to get in the portal or whatever. Even kids that don't, they always kind of keep a scouting report on guys, especially guys that are like from the state or from that they recruited out of high school. And all. You always check in on that. Um, you know, hot take, but I wish to carry on had left for an ACC school or something a year or two ago. Jackson says this. Um, love to see him starting at quarterback. Just uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so there we go. I think Jerron Willis and Pup Howard could be really good will linebackers while Cobble holds down the mic. 
Um, yeah, that will linebacker position, uh, it's a little different because in a lot of defenses, you, you have usually smaller, faster guys at will. In Clayton White's defense, that's kind of the mic, and it's, it's kind of a, an exotic kind of look. But Willis and Puff both are built that way. I tell you who else is Bam Martin Scott, who really can flash at times. Um, you know, and I also think if they went with three linebackers and a buck and like a three man front, you could also stand up Jordan Strawn um, and then have a guy like a Pup Howard or like a Jerron Willis or like a Bam Martin Scott also kind of play in, in those DPR down pass rusher type of roles. I don't know if they'll get to that or not. Uh, so that's the deal there. And time is just flying by. Time keeps on ticking, ticking. Jackson says Willis seems like a freak athlete. Yeah, he was. There's a big reason they wanted him. And it's actually out of high school, we were kind of all surprised they didn't. He kind of just lost interest and then came back. But uh, that's why you keep recruiting. You know, that's why if you lose a guy, don't burn bridges, man. Some of these (laughs) – and and Carolina fans are not that bad about it. Some of these fans from other schools, if they lose a guy – Think about the kid. Think about Nick Harbor. If things don't work out at Carolina, do you think he's ever going to Maryland or Michigan after how they acted? <laughs> no. I Not mean, the ducks, the ducks at least had class. Well, he's staying on. We don't want to come all the way out of here. You know, Maryland and Michigan showed their behunkus. So, yeah, I mean, that's why these days, because of the portal, don't burn bridges. So. No. Anyway, we'll be back after these messages. Second, last hour of the show of the week. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hot skillet with a little oil.
Welcome back in, everybody. Second hour of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Here, just listening to some of this new music we got. It's nice. It's called Rat Fink Blast. Rat Fink Blast? Yeah, it's, it's a spy. A, lo- a local band from Spartanburg called Albert Hill from back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah, okay. Some more That's Albert an Albert Hill. Hill special. And then, of nice. course, the voice at the beginning... Hot skillet with a little oil. That's Pepper mm. Belly Pete, who also is at the beginning of our scroll. He goes, "Let's get started." Let's He's get this started. cooking guy. He's this cooking guy out of Texas, man. I, I, I wandered upon his pot roast recipe one day, and I was like, "Man, that, that guy's pretty funny with the way he does." It. He's like, "You know, hot skillet with a little oil, one stick of butter, whole onion chopped, half a cut of carrots." Take your roast. I mean, it's just, and it, it's like he has this one where he does a shrimp bowl. And he goes, I wasted three pounds of bacon today going hunting, trying to catch caught crawfish. The turtles kept eating all the bacon. Let's do a shrimp bowl. Let's get started. <laughs> I mean, I'll play one of his recipes one day. We'll, we're going to, we're going to embrace pepper belly Pete around here. So yeah, man. Anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the second hour of the show is brought to you by nobody. Uh, but <laughs> we are right. brought to you by Express Suns Rivers of Columbia. I also want to tell you about TravelingCountryClub.com. I was just about uh, to say, we could we could tee this one right up. <laughs> tee it right up because I don't know what Bradford's doing at that bar right now. I mean, but maybe he has an afternoon tea time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he'll have the time. I don't know if he'll have the time. <laughs> Like, look, travelingcountryclub.com, if you're a golfer, number one, go see Meredith so you can get better because you're really probably not that good. Maybe you are. I don't know. But uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm in your boat. Uh, but then, you know, pay this because, you know, you get uh, steep, steep discounts on green fees at all kinds of courses across North and South Carolina. Uh, I think this is a great concept. Wish I'd have thought about it. But travelingcountryclub.com, uh, for the golfer in you, uh, you know, that's – a definitely good deal. They tee us up each and every day here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show, um, along with Sinorama, who sponsors our studios, and a couple of painters, LLC, and City Sirfoss, and I Help, and Nana Sports, and everybody else. We do have a question in the and the I Help Consulting mailbag today. Yeah, I saw that. Let's see. We got it in from Joseph. Happy Friday, fellas. Indeed. Pretty pleased with the projected annual opponents for Carolina. This is talking about the new 3-6, what are they calling it? 3-6-6 model for SEC. Why do they have the two sixes in there? It should be 3-6-3, right? 3-6-3. What do I know? Nope, 3-6-6. Yeah, oh, because they rotate. It's Yeah, but my concern, according to Joseph, is the rotating opponents. And this is something I was actually thinking about yesterday as well. Would they try to keep from stacking UGA, Bama, LSU, popping all on the schedule on the same cycle? Can you guys extrapolate, project what the schedule would look like? Yeah, because I I think I don't know how it will exactly work. Like, will 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 everybody like? In other words, will they be like an A group and a B group? So A plays B, and then I, I don't know. Um, you got to figure it's like, how do you want them to fall in and drop off? Like, I mean, there's yeah. gonna, it's inevitable that you're going to come up with a schedule that's going to have like two of those. And, and that's arguably, Phil, I think more important than the three because that's half your schedule every year. 
And, and, you know, you can get, you can get really fortunate. People are like, well, Carolina's never going to win the league now that Oklahoma and Texas are in and they're doing away with the divisions. Well, Carolina finished tied for fifth this year out of 14 teams. Um, and a lot of times, you know, you, you look at some of these teams that everybody picks to win every year, you know. Uh, and it's kind of funny because a lot of the media, like, they can't let go of these teams winning you know, because of recruiting rankings or hype or brand or whatever. And so they, they push a they push a school like Carolina down or Mississippi State down when you know, you know, I knew, you know, Shane Beamer and Mike Leach probably win seven or eight games. You know, oh they're, they're gonna go down. So anyway, uh you know, you, you want to play a, a, a slate like all like like this'll look difficult. Like if you have Auburn, LSU Florida, Arkansas, uh, Texas A&M, all in the same – and Texas, all in the same year. But there are years where all six of those school games would be winnable for Carolina. Um, LSU is always kind of a bear no matter how good or bad they are. But, uh, you know, look at A&M this year. Look at Auburn in 2021. Look at Florida in 2021. And really, they weren't that good this past year either. Put that one on the O.C., <laughs> Um, you know, uh, and, 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 and you know, A&M down Texas is, is going to definitely not be someone or some team that you should totally fear. I mean, they're going to be good, yeah. but you know, they're going to be years where the draw of those six is going to be paramount, you know, cause, cause there's no way you can plan on it being fair and even every single year. Because teams go up and down. I mean, you know, what about 2014? You know, if you're sitting there in 2012 and you, you have the two Mississippis and, and you're, you know, Auburn, you're like, we're going to win the national championship that year. <laughs> um, and and this, is, this is all hypothetical. Well, Ole Miss and Mississippi State were both in the first playoff poll. Mississippi State was number one in the country, you know. Uh you know, maybe you're sitting back there in 2008 and South Carolina's on the schedule. And by the time you get to 2011, by the time you get there, that's not like playing them in 08, is it? You know, I mean, Kentucky, you know, seven years ago, that's not the same. You know, there's been Vandy teams that you don't want to play. So it's going to be, it's going to be just impossible with the exception of Vanderbilt. <laughs> it's going to be impossible to like, you know, plan it to where you're not going to have a year where, Everybody goes, that's like some team goes eight and four while another team goes 11 and one and goes to Atlanta. And the team that goes eight and four is vastly superior to the 11 and one team just because of the luck of the draw. And and in the SEC, because there's so many good teams and so much talent and all that, there's just no way to predict that. You know, injuries also play a big part of it. Nobody talks about that. So um, John asked in the Nana Sports chat box as we continue on. or, or I'm sorry, did I answer the question? Which his one? question? Uh, Joseph's question. Oh, jo- yeah, yeah, we did. Okay. We talked about it. Yeah. Well, how do you? Yeah, I mean, do you think they would try to, yeah, keep from stacking oh, up the big name opponents, and then what could the schedule look like? Yeah, I, I think, you know, right, and it's all, but it's all just going to be based on right now, Joseph. So right now, I'd say. You get Georgia one year, Bama one year. You know, you get uh, who else? They have in, in you get Vandy one year, Missouri one year. You know, 
you get Ole Miss one year, Mississippi State one year, you get Texas one year, Oklahoma or A&M one year, Arkansas one year. I mean, I, I would think that would be kind of how it went. Yeah, because you also got to figure out like how are they going to do it? Are you going to are you going to play the uh, home and home in back to back years as well? Because they don't have to marry themselves to that in the schedule model. They could, you know, right. you might could play Georgia this year and then skip a year and then play them two years from now on the opposite field. That's the, what I the think. The whole design, do. and they should, I think, you know, because the yeah. design of it is to where everybody gets to play and and see every other team at home and away within a four-year span, if I'm correct. Because so. you're going to lose some, like, proximity, what you call proximity games, yeah. uh, and they're rivals to certain people. I mean, you know, like Mississippi State and Bama probably won't be playing every year. Those schools are, like, an hour from each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think Ole Miss is playing Bama every year. They, they Ole Miss hates Alabama. You know, um, you're not going to necessarily – Florida and Tennessee will probably not play every year. And that was – the game in the SEC for 10 years. Uh, Florida and Auburn are, is a historic ride. I mean, you go on and on. Uh, and so I, I think the fact that you now will get to play schools every other year, I think it's pretty cute, <laughs> to be mm-hmm. honest. I, I think it's uh, – I think it could end up being pretty cool for the for the Gamecocks to – to do that because I you think just, you uh, just hope that uh, Vandy doesn't rotate onto your schedule as you know Bama, Georgia, and LSU do because you're like, well, yeah, there goes your Vandy opportunity. But here you're playing in the SEC. Nobody said it was going to be easy. And hell, as Carolina fans, we all know we play a hell of a schedule every year. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's and, just and yeah, so- rotate out name, rotate out big name here. <laughs> Yeah, and then look, I think it's good care. I mean, like, look, in road trips, too, you're going to get to go, I mean, in th- you're going to get to go to LSU every four years. That's a that's a great road trip, actually. <laughs> um, and, and I think the, the 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 way they did the schedule when Missouri and A&M came in the league, Phil, was just it got stale. Uh, just like the bowl games are getting stale. I mean, people don't really realize this when it comes to fans and bowl games and stuff. These games – I mean, you're going on 30 years now with an SEC team in Tampa. It used to just be SEC East. Kentucky didn't go to a bowl a lot. Vandy didn't go to a bowl a lot. It was before Missouri joined the league. You know, so unless South Carolina stuck, you, you're talking about Florida, Tennessee, Georgia, South Carolina every year for like 25 years. I mean, you know, I, I used to kind of wonder, like, why are fans not wanting to go to Tampa? It's a great trip. Well, you know, about two, three years ago, I started thinking, man, this is how many more times can Iowa play Florida in in Tampa? Um, and I think you can combine that with the fact in the SEC since for the last decade, it's been so stale because you don't get, I mean, look, uh, Carolina fans will still travel. They took a big group to Arkansas last year. Uh, they went to Ole Miss in 2018 and what, six, 7,000 people, yeah. you know? Because uh, they hadn't been, uh, you know, you, you give fans more variety and, and fun trips uh, and you get to experience everything. And then the player I, I, doing this for the players, I think is most important because, you know, you sign up to go play at an SEC school like South Carolina, uh, you know, you expect to play in Tuscaloosa once, right? Or to, and to play Bama a couple times, right? Mm-hmm. You want that challenge. So, um you know, I, I, I like it. Uh, you know, I'd still, from a competitive standpoint, lean uh, – because I, I think it'd get kind of crazy if they did a 1-7. 
like you got seven teams this year and another seven the next. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, I think that is what we would, and I do think uh, right now things could change, but right now I think the Gamecocks are going to get the, the Vols, the Gators, and the Kentucky Wildcats <laughs> as their three permanent opponents. So, John asks, how mobile is Tanner Bailey and who has the strongest arm at quarterback for the Cox? Spencer Rattler and Lenore Sellers probably have your strongest arm as far as arm strength goes. Tanner Bailey's mobile enough. Probably not as fast in a straight line as Davis or uh, Sellers, definitely, or Doty. But he's mobile enough. He can get yards. It's not a statue back there. Uh, Haynes says, how do people from Spartanburg feel about Greenville and vice versa? Are they rivals? Well, um, <laughs> it's an interesting history there. If you go, because you, you, I mean, and it's fairly recent too. Like you go back 30 years and Spartanburg probably had a superiority complex and then they just kind of stopped and Greenville kept going. And now Greenville probably feels, you know, the way Spartanburg did. And now I think Greenville's big enough to where and and the and the the population of this city has become so diluted with, you know, folks from, that ain't from around here. My brother <laughs> that we don't necessarily concern ourselves with Spartanburg. It's just that city up the road. Respect this Greenville. Respect the city. Respect Shoeless Joe. That's right. Even though they moved this house to build another damn set of apartment complex. Uh, Yeah, it's something else. I know know that when I was in high school, I I was pretty handy with the Greenville girls because they were a little bit more like suburban and transient than like Burns, like the middle, like the like look at Diamond, Diamond, Lyman, Duncan, Welford, where I went. Uh, my family is old school Spartanburg, though. and my, I'll tell you the story. My grandmother, uh, my dad's mom, they they got to move to Greenville for like a year for my grandfather's job, and then he got transferred back. And yes, back then, I don't even know if the highway was built. Yeah, they built the highway in the fifties. Uh, yeah, you didn't. You know, you worked at Spartanburg, where you lived in Spartanburg. You worked in Greenville, you lived in Greenville, and she moved back. She she cried. Because she thought at that point she could kind of see the beginnings of Greenville becoming, you know, what it is. And Spartanburg has always been a big, small town for a long time. Now, I went to my, I went to the Berg for the funeral. Unfortunately, we stayed downtown, man. Look, that place has done a, a, a one eighty uh, yeah. in the last mm-hmm. ten years. And I would, I mean, I told Matt I'd consider living. I mean, I never thought I'd move back to Spartanburg. Move back to Greenville, yes, because my whole family, mom and everybody migrated that way. But um, I would definitely uh, consider moving back to Spartanburg, especially some of those condos downtown, the downtown area, all that. It's gotten a lot nicer. But Spartanburg still, I mean, it's it's still a smaller place. And, And we didn't dislike people from Greenville growing up because I played football. And we beat the tar out of those teams. They did not have good athletics uh, in football. Uh, I guess the best team was Greer. Greer. Mm-hmm. And Berea Greer was, was all right. Best. Greer was the all best. Right. And, and <laughs> Greer was right there next to Burns. But, man, you played Malden, Greenville, Wade Hampton, Eastside, Hillcrest. Back then, they were jokes. 
I mean, complete yep. jokes. So in football, now basketball has a different story, but um, it, uh, I do hear the Greenville schools are better now, but, and, and, and you know, in Spartanburg too, school districts are different. You have Greenville's one big school district. Spartanburg's got seven, you know, and, and you've got these little schools in Spartanburg too, like Woodruff and, and Chapman that I mentioned earlier. And, Broom's okay. Uh, Chesney's had its moments. Landrum's not that good, but that's way the heck up in the mountains. Uh, but yeah, you I mean, and then Dorman Spartanburg High School and all that. But yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if there's still a rivalry there or not. I know that when my dad played football, there wasn't a Dorman until uh, yeah. so he was a sophomore. There was no Dorman. Uh, they built that out by the well, what used to be the mall, or what is the mall still? It's not there anymore. Um, and so Spartanburg's big rival was Greenville. They played at Serene Stadium. Uh, and Wade Hampton was a pretty big school then, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spartanburg and Wade Hampton had some pretty good games. That, I guess, you know, you could research that, Phil, the, the Wade Hampton, the history of Wade Hampton football. History of um, Because there was no east side or Riverside or any of that. It was uh, it was uh, Greenville, a school called Parker, um, Wade Hampton, uh, Burns was a small, small school. Woodruff was a small, small school. Uh, and then Spartanburg High School. So. Now, that Greenville-Parker game used to be the premier matchup. That was the rivalry. Greenville-Parker. Greenville-Parker. Remember, yeah, yeah, that was back, now that's back in my grandparents' day. So this is, you know, let's say, I mean, this one goes all the way back into the 20s and 30s with Greenville and Parker. Yeah, yeah. And there is no more Parker. No, yeah, there no. Parker is now well, they made it Parker Middle and I don't know. I think the I think the district has done something else with the building, but yeah, who cares? Correct. <laughs> no, Greenville School District. <laughs> Bruin says AR fifteen is gonna be the number one draft pick per sources. Per sources. I'm leaning towards yes, but no. Yeah, again, the NFL overthinks <laughs> it. If he is, he is. That means the Bears are gonna it's gonna be a sucker. Some sucker teams gonna trade up for the Bears and yeah, they're going to walk away with a lot of players. Uh, Cassandra says, do you guys ever read these comments or just the one in Nana's? You are in Nana's. You are. You have made it to Nana's porch. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're saying from Facebook. Yeah, Facebook and YouTube mm-hmm. both kind of flow into the Nana's porch chat box. Um, yep. Chicken bog question from John. Do you prefer chicken bog fluffy or gummy? I love it gummy. Plenty of liquid in it. Chicken, sausage, rice, black pepper with plenty of liquid. I'm down with your recipe. But I like it a little more fluffy, because hmm. um, I'm, I'm dealing with this stuff right now. Like Thai people have this stuff called sticky rice, and you'd think you'd like it, because you know, heck, back in the day, I'd eat a sticky bun or two, right? <laughs> Sometimes I sneak a couple now, shouldn't, right? Shouldn't, they got to get those LVs off. But uh, uh, so I thought I'd like it, and I don't. It, it, it to me, it tastes like eating like a toy. Like a plastic toy. The plastic uh, toy. Yeah, that, so, so that, so, so the gummy. This, I, I just don't know, John. I'd have to, I'd have to try. It. Maybe I would like gummy, but I'm, I'm more of a. That's what my, my mama made it like fluffy, so that was good. See, I like it so, a little bit sticky, but not gummy, gummy. You know, I don't want it to right. just like mush because I, I like my rice to have a bit of, you know, something to it. <laughs> it's a little bit of texture, not a little bit for of texture. A lot. Saunders mad about how Carolina got screwed when A&M and Mizzou joined. Yeah, look, man. Oh, that, yeah. that Because that year, you know, that 2012 team South Carolina had was really, really good. And you look at the schedule and you got 
top five team in Georgia coming in. Then you got to turn right back around and play LSU and then go to Florida. Unfortunately, that was Will Muschamp's best team he ever coached. Uh, and L- L- all three of those teams were extremely physical. And it, it was a gauntlet. And that ruined the season. Um, and that Alabama team that year, although they rolled over Notre Dame to win the title, keep in mind they were Chris Conley falling down, walking in the end zone. I was at that game away from losing to Georgia in the SEC title game. You have to think, I mean, look, South Carolina wasn't going to be intimidated by them. They had beaten them two years before. I, you'd have to think you know, maybe Carolina stays in that one. Maybe they do, maybe Spurrier dials up a ball play and, and they do get in the end zone at the end. And then they're playing Notre Dame for the national title. But, you know, they lost the game at LSU, and then by the time they got to Florida, they were just beat up. And uh, that was another one of those situations where the, the team had the flu. Hmm. You know, I mean, 2021, Florida had the flu when Gamecocks beat them 40-17, to 17, so it happens. But, you know, Saunders says Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky isn't the worst. I'd like to see Kentucky replaced with Arkansas, but can't really complain. Quantrell went to Spartanburg Methodist College. So right. did Jamie Bradford for a while. So did Monty Lee. Uh, for two years before I transferred to Carolina, let me tell you, people from the Berg do not take a backseat to Greenville for any reason, and they will tell you such. That's true. Down right mm-hmm. in Greenville, people. I, I'll tell you, Spartanburg is a very eccentric town for a small southern town. Um, just look at me and all my friends. I mean, <laughs> from Spartanburg, <laughs> and, and you you go into Those any are bar. Colorful characters from Spartanburg. <laughs> you go to any bar in Spartanburg on any given night, and they have, they have these private clubs over there, right? That you, you sign your name in. You know, uh, the, the original idea was so you could drink on Sunday, but now I don't, I don't even know what it is. You sign your name. I guess you could smoke in there. Yeah, now it's so you somebody, can smoke inside. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's playing pool. Somebody's passed out on the bar. Somebody's getting sick in the bathroom. Somebody's about to get in a fight. Somebody's girlfriend's doing something that's making him mad and vice versa. Somebody's sitting there laughing uncontrollably. (laughs) Somebody's playing a very, like, intense game of golden tea, beating on the side of the damn machine. (laughs) Somebody's trying to take the bartender home. And then somebody's looking for some wheat. Every bar in Spartanburg on any given night. My whole life. I went back there. We went bar hopping, went to the new way, went to this karaoke joint out in Bullet Springs. Same setup. I'm 46 years old. It's been happening since I was 20. It has not changed. But yeah, (laughs) people got a lot of pride in the bird. Uh, Joey says he'll be, oh, Kentucky stays on the schedule because he lives in Lexington and he'll be coming up for, for a road game and to see a bunch of friends. Yeah, Joey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kentucky makes sense to keep on the schedule. And, and look, I don't think they're going to be as solid as they are forever. Uh, you know, call me crazy. I'm not sure. I think of all the programs that are like grumbling because of the nine game schedule, they're the because they have a little formula. They got, they got their little formula, right? Where even if they have a down year, you know, as long as Louisville's not that good. They're winning six and going to a bowl, and that's all they care about. You know, let's just get to bowl season and wait till basketball season um, because they play one FCS team, two MAC teams, a little every single year. Every other program in the league, you look at their future schedules, and they all at least have challenging or interesting games. Like 
Ole Miss scheduled a road game at Charlotte for some reason. Um, you know, Vandy's going to UNLV. I mean, you know, Missouri's taking all these weird road trips and playing Illinois and Kansas State and Kansas. Knocking and I'm sure some dumb AD is scheduled a uh, home and home with App State along the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no there's, that's yeah. happening. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Carolina's got a road game at App State in the 2030s. I'd be surprised if that happens. But look, Let's rotate that like, one off. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't you think Ohio State would have scheduled Kentucky had they wanted to schedule? They're right there, right there across the border. But why won't Kentucky play Cincinnati? Tell me that. Riddle me that, Batman. Mm hmm. Yeah, because that's close. their formula. Yeah. Now they're yeah. like, well, I'm going to respect this schedule. Now you come close, go, go, Bobcats. Bobcats. Give me some bourbon. <laughs> um, all right, we got to take a about break. about the SEC schedule, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do need to take a break. But, yeah, I'll get yeah. to that after we get back from hold the break. Hold that Phillips. Because we got two more breaks, so we got to get them in. It's already uh, – the time is just flying by. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the show will be back after these messages. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271. Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Cool Joe here. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget, Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well, and they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasporch.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O, signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone sent you. Thompson chases it at the wall. It's gone! Oh, it's going to be out of here! To the warning track, leaps and makes the catch. That ball is way back. That ball is way back. That ball is way gone. And you can put spurs on this one. See how about another crowd boys of summer. Wingle in his yard cost. I said how about another 
So really excited about that. Welcome back, y'all, inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sonorums on Columbia, broadcasting live from the virtual Sonorama Columbia studios and powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston. How about that? Seeing as how we're probably being streamed inside the store right now. Hey, Michelle, good to see you. But listen, Electric Bikes of Charleston changing the exercise game in South Carolina. The home of Aventon, Velotric, Magnum, and more. They sell to customers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and post-purchase service. Outfitted with electric motors and lithium-ion batteries, you can turn your bike on or off, operate in pedal assist mode. Uh, they get you, what, 60 miles on a single charge, some of these things? 28 miles per hour? Faster than some golf carts in my neighborhood. I'd like to see them drag racing out there. On the damn golf course. That would be funny. Electric bike versus golf cart. <coughs> but listen, Pleasure check them out. Show. Electric bikes of Charleston, Mount Pleasant. Happy to serve you all over the state. Give them a call. Check it out at electricbikesofcharleston.com. Let me pull that up. There it is. Electricbikescharleston.com. Normally, all I get to do is click the buttons, but now I got to talk and click buttons at the same time. It's like walking and chewing gum, and uh, apparently, I am not that adept at it. <laughs> Michelle also has Charleston, Charleston Fitness Equipment. That's right, Charleston had, Fitness I Equipment. A, you know, she's Jamie's client technically, and so I didn't want to. I didn't want to do a new spot, but I had one that was uh, based on there will be blood. It's like if you have a milkshake. <laughs> And I have a milkshake. And, and I have, I have milkshake. a straw. There it is. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. And then I have to run it off. So I go to Charleston Fitness Equipment and buy a piece of equipment so I can work it off right in my own home. So go see Michelle at Charleston Fitness Equipment after you've been drinking your milkshake. <laughs> if you have a milkshake, and I have a... I love that How movie. How about I eat your cornbread? That's <laughs> Oh boy, Cassandra! No, they have not announced the three official permanent opponents. Uh, Ross Dellinger had some informed speculation. Saban told him who Alabama's were. <laughs> he just straight up put it out there. Uh, hopefully, I think, I think probably getting it changed. But um, well, that's it, what uh, it hasn't say. been announced. Yeah, before the break. So okay, the 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 things that have been leaking out here lately are they've based it off the past 10 years of, you know, performance or whatever. And they're trying to group like teams together, uh, according to that metric, as well as some geography. And I guess there's a bit of history mixed in with it, but if that's the case as to how they're determining the opponents, should they refresh that? Assuming that the league doesn't change and say five or six years Reevaluate, reevaluate, and rotate. Mm -hmm. Maybe reevaluate it every four years or something. I don't know. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, I don't don't know. Maybe five. I'm not sure because, you know, guys, things are just so different. I mean, South Carolina and Tennessee have the same winning percentage. Um, You know, so Tennessee gets a little easier. I mean, they get the Gamecocks, Vanderbilt, and 
of course, they have to play Alabama, but that's they they did stay true to some longstanding rivals, though. If Ross Dellinger's uh, no. is true, I mean, Oklahoma is playing Florida. That's that's a little different, but uh, you know, and like I like like somebody pointed out, the six is pr- the the six that rotate on and off. That that's going to be more season defining than the three. No. Uh, of course, you always want the path of least resistance in the sport because the old school people that pick the playoffs still think it's 1988. Oh, they're 11-0. They need to go. You win them all. You win them all. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you play the Acme School of, of Tractor Maintenance or whatever. Or Landrum High School, as Quandrum points out. Or Quandrell. <laughs> Quandrell Quandrum. Quandrell points out Landrum's in the middle of nowhere. I went there for a scrimmage. And I was like, where the hell are we, Montana? It's beautiful. Like It's beautiful up there, but it's a, a 1A school, right? I mean, it's just a tiny little outpost right little there outpost at the border. <laughs> Landrum Cardinals. Landrum Cardinals, boy. Yeah. Not very good. And, Bruin, I didn't say a sticky butt. I said a sticky bun. <laughs> That's just my stupid accent. You probably no, misunderstood. Just... Sticky butt. Like a sticky bun. Like a, like a honey bun. Honey bun. Hey, get them at the store. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty good. Clint, uh, news, yeah, Bennett Swagger, former Gamecock quarterback, former OC at SC State. Things just didn't work out at SC State for him this past year because they didn't have a quarterback. Um, I think Buddy Pugh kind of realizes they have to probably run the quarterback and run a lot of zone read, uh, rich rod type stuff to to really do it, and Bennett's more of a throw-it-around guy. Uh, I think he's a gifted play caller, though, and he is now the new head coach at Hillcrest High School in Simpsonville, home of the Rams. So former Gamecock Bennett Swaggart and JB will tell you all about how good Bennett is because uh, mm-hmm. we've talked about him many times. Um, 76 says, JC, sounds like you've matched one of those descriptions at a Spartanburg bar at one point. Please tell us the stories. I dribble them out every now and then. Yeah, they come uh, out. Was, yeah, some of them I'm come out. A little teaser. There used to be this old joint that had karaoke every single night. And in case you hadn't noticed, I enjoy karaoke. I enjoy a little karaoke right every now and then. It was called Mama Sons Cocktails and Dreams. Right kind of in between Wade's going down and USC Spartanburg. Right off the highway under the overpass. There was never anybody in there but Mama Son. But they had karaoke set up. And so me and four or five of my buddies just go there 10 o'clock at night and have our own little karaoke party and uh, and go from there. Uh, that was always the shadiest place ever. I never understood how that – like when were they crowded? They never crowded ever. Never crowded ever. And I, I don't I don't know what was what the story was with that place. Mama Son was always very nice. And, yes, yeah, she was an Asian lady. But uh, that's just one of many Spartanburgs. <laughs> I'm just going to tease that. I'm just going to tease that. Let me, let, me, let me revisit Mama Sons uh, at another <laughs> episode. Brian says, JC, I came across an interview on YouTube from a dude named Kenny Irons. A dude named – you don't remember Kenny? Kenny. Irons. Mm. So he, played for, he played for Lou Holtz. I think Kenny Irons is going to be a special player. Well, he's a pretty good recruit. Game guys got him out of Decoula, Georgia. His dad played at uh, – David played at Auburn. <sighs> Kenny was here, and there were a lot of other backs. Uh, and so, so this is what Brian says. He, Kenny said he transferred from South Carolina because they were selling Demetrius Summers jerseys at the bookstore. Have you heard this? Uh, Summers, only, Summers was only committed, but he took that as a sign. 
he was going to take his job. It was the most ridiculous reason I've ever heard of someone transfer. Mm. Well, that was a ridiculous type of situation. That was back in the early days of the internet. And Kenny's dad got on, it was either, it wasn't Gamecock Central, it was Sports Talk SC. Phil used to have a message board, right? Uh, it was wild. Wild. Sports Talk message boards were wild because Clemson fans, Carolina fans, they just get in there and mix it up. Um, and he would get on there and talk smack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in oh, it was oh three. Irons did not have a very good year. He started the year as a starter. He just didn't have a very good year. And Demetrius, when he'd get in there, would play better. Quite frankly, Corey Boyd played pretty good. Um, and so he left and went to Auburn, sat out, and then in oh five, Carolina Spurrier doesn't have a running back and has to go down to Auburn with Antonio Hefter. And he just ran all over him. He ended up being a very, very, very good running back for Auburn. I don't know what the problem was at Carolina, but he was Kenny and his dad both were like those people that like, they sort of, I don't want to say entitled because he was a talented guy, but at South Carolina, it seemed like they were just a little bit too worried about, what everybody else was doing rather than themselves. And and he wasn't very good. I mean, nobody, when he left in their right mind would have said, yeah, we'll take irons over. Uh, even a guy like Decus Terman at the time, come to find out, again, he's pretty good. <laughs> Spurs like, shoot, he's pretty good. Yeah. Let him talk. It's all right. Um, but yeah, that is, that's a true story. I mean, they, they, they left because they were butthurt. They left over butthurt. Um, Joey, Joey says, man, I'd love to say, see JC versus Matt Jones go at it. I think Matt can't stand. Oh, Matt Jones from Kentucky Sports Radio. Mm. Uh, I can't stand SC. JC, I know you don't like and respect UK. I'd pay for that. Well, I know I went off and said Kentucky was a fraud, you know, this <laughs> but, but some, but that's because of Stoops' comments about Beamer. Uh, you know, you, you weren't know. wrong, by the way, on that. No. I mean, just look at what they did. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't really dislike Kentucky. Mike Morgan's wife's a Kentucky fan. She's just as nice as she could be. Uh, I know a few Kentucky fans that you know that I used to work with when I lived in Nashville. They're good people. Um, so I, I, you know, Matt does kind of does his own thing. Um. I mean, if he ever says anything about me, I'll I'll, I'll gladly go after him. But uh, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I, he's really good at what he does in that market. Uh, I have respect for the work he does, but uh, I don't I don't know that you're ever going to see that. But uh, one can dream, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph says, "Sound sounds like the Moonlight Tavern off of Valley Falls. It was on Valley Falls Road. It was, <laughs> but toward the toward the toward the hospital, yeah. right?" I think is that Valley Falls. I think it is Valley Falls. Evan says, how well do you think this year's basketball team would have done if Keyshawn Bryant, Devin Carter, Eric Stevenson, and uh, Jermaine Cousinard, and Wilton mm-hmm. Levesque, and Lamont, oh, I mean, Tyrone Woodley, or Lamont Woodley, was it Lamont Woodley, Tyrone Woodley? Had they all came back, and Lamont, yeah, I think Lamont, you'd have Gigi to have, Michi, I think yeah. if you added Gigi to that mix, and, 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 Frank State, I think this is a tournament team. Just because 
this would have been an older, experienced team that was used to Frank's coaching. And yeah, now, I don't think Frank would have had the tolerance for some of the things Gigi did this year. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But I also think Gigi and Frank had a good enough relationship to where Gigi and his, his everybody involved would have known that. Um, not to say Lamont Paris didn't coach Gigi hard or didn't bench him at all or, or got pushed over or anything, but Frank's a hard coach to play for. And you think about that group and what, probably how they went, what they could have done defensively. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and, and I'm not even counting Michi. I mean, maybe Frank does get Michi. Whew. A lot better. A lot yeah, better. Would have been a lot better. I mean, I would, would have been a lot less of uh, that uh, social uh, stuff going on too. I would imagine <laughs> on Kus- Frank's teams. <laughs> yeah, Cusinard, Carter, Cusinard, Carter, and Steve. I would have settled for those guys coming back with Levesque so he could rebound and uh, and GG joining those guys. So you know, um, former Gamecock and Carolina Panther Matthew Campbell. It's not the baseball Matthew Campbell. It's the football Matthew Campbell. Uh, tied in from North Augusta when he played for the Gamecocks. He's the head coach at Lugolf Elgin and has been for several years. Thanks for sharing that, Craiger. I remember when he played. Um, Nick was at the game where Iron – yeah, in 06 now, Auburn came back to Carolina. Uh, on a thir- it was a Thursday night game. I remember I went with my ex-mother-in-law. I don't know why everybody else was working, but we, we went to the game, <laughs> sat in the seats. Gamecocks lost 24-17. Jared Cook dropped a pass. It was stunk. I mean, it would have been great. And Because Auburn was number two in the country at the time. Mm-hmm. Auburn had the ball the entire third quarter. Uh, but, yeah, Kenny did not get a good reception that year. And I don't, I don't think in that game he was – that game down there in 05, because I was sitting sitting in the end zone for that one, that, that was a butt whipping. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 48-7 game, the Antonio Hefner <laughs> debacle. Um I think he had a really good game. I think he went for like one thirty that night. But Auburn was just killing Carolina. But uh, I don't, I don't know how, how well he did. I mean, I think he maybe eked out ninety or something yards, but it wasn't, wasn't like it was the year before. Austin says that it has a signed football by Demetrius Summers around hmm. somewhere. Came by our tailgate after a game once. Good guy. How's he doing now? Huh? well, um, he's incarcerated. Yeah, I was going to say him. Gets out soon, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I think he's. Uh, I think Derek Watson's actually out. I don't. Uh, Demetrius maybe has another. Anyway, just 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 pray for him. Sunder goes good guy. Yeah, a lot of guys that you know are decent. I mean, they're nice people. They just. Uh, uh, oh, Austin was being sarcastic. Sorry. Uh, Austin, honestly, man, I was like, oh well, gosh, he doesn't know, does he? That's <laughs> gonna gosh, goodness gracious. Uh, Brian says he wasn't watching much when he was 14-ish. That's okay, man. That's okay. All right, so we are going to take our final break. You guys didn't think I was going to skip the Disney commercial, did you? Yeah. Uh, We changed things up. As the horror things are are changed up, you know, it gets boring. Like, because you you guys probably memorize, like, okay, this commercial's coming here, this commercial's coming there. It gets a little boring, so... Uh, the idea is eventually we're going to go to like a, a, a like a block, like, a, you know, some days we'll have a block, which is 
the A schedules of commercials and, and rejoins and stuff. Some days we'll have B and then some days we'll have C and then we'll have a D where we have like special episodes like the baseball preview where it'll be completely different. That's the idea. It's just very time consuming, you know, to go in and reset all the commercials and stuff. And then, you know, some of my, my, my clients like Nana's and Heritage that have been around for a while, it's always good to kind of update uh, and give them something fresh. Cause man, going on like two years, Nana's and, uh, Cindy and uh, all those folks have been uh, right there uh, as a sponsor when it was just me. Solo. So, who can draw a solo? <laughs> anyway, we'll be back after these messages. Here in the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Eddie, I want you to take me to Disney World. The horror. The horror. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation or, you know, more likely your first, so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Cocks! Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. I almost just removed myself from the studio. That would have been fun for everybody. <laughs> security team is kicking you out, Phil. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's like a like, somebody's getting uh, I forgot to say that. And somebody's getting kicked, getting kicked out. out. Right. Good Lord. Now, I have been there once or twice, but it's been a long time. 
You, you know, I, what else? Finer establishments than yeah, this. One. Like, <laughs> gosh, I guess it was like 2012 or something. I went through this period in my life where I would go on the road, and you know, when you go on the road and you're covering recruiting, you got to watch your drinking, you know, because you hmm. you you got to go to high schools and stuff. You don't want to go hungover, blah blah blah. However, I I found the time to go to a bar too, you know. Uh, and something happened like over and over. Like number one, people said I looked like Tom Hanks. I don't know what it was back then. People were like, "Hey, you look Mr. Tom Hanks," and I'm like, "Really?" And then number two, I kept getting kicked out of bars. <laughs> now one was in California, so I don't know whether it's. I didn't think I'd have. It was New Year's Eve. I don't. I don't think I'd had too many, but. I don't know what I don't know what happened. It was just like two or three times. Tom Hanks and you get kicked out of bars. Bar. But Wait, uh, was, other it, than was that, it this JC right here? Look at this here. Look, look at that. Uh, what is that? This picture is only here for two things. I would like to point out to the audience. <laughs> One of them is Harambe in the background. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I feel like AFC Championship game of picture of Harambe the, for the, looking over the Cincinnati uh, or the, the Kansas City Stadium. I'm like, do it for Harambe. It and for I, decided, Harambe. I decided to take the Bengals based on that and lost my ass. Yep. So, <laughs> you know, I was like, Rambe! you know, so yes, that is number one. What, what, what was number two, Phil? Uh, number two is this, look at this vein right here. Look at the vanity. Look at the, look, how, how long has it been, JC, since you look like this? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this was, this was 2017, 2017. <laughs> Yeah, it's I been about, about six, like, six years. Uh, right here. <laughs> look, during that time, man, I was uh, I had I a personal. It. Yeah, I had man, a personal, you, were doing it. you had a trainer. You were killing it in the dude. Gym, uh, the, the hammer, Jay Hammerbacher <laughs> in Green in Greenville. I was living in Greenville. I only went twice a week. But this is this thing called Ultra Fit, and I, you know, it wasn't so much the. Uh, I don't know. The working out did help, but it was the daggum diet. I mean, I just, yeah. mm -hmm. I just ate totally clean for five days a week and <laughs> worked out two days a week and, you know, drank like a fish on the weekends and didn't gain a pound. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then my metabolism, then I yeah, moved to Atlanta, kind of, you know, when I met Nat, I was looking pretty good too, but up here, I'm just going to crap. I'm embarrassed. The other new Craiger in the, the picture is the co-owner of Carolina yeah, that's, Rise. That's Cam. That's my brother Cam mm -hmm. and his wife Ashley. Mm -hmm. uh, they went with us uh, and I took his son Bryce down there. Uh, it was my mom. This is when my mom and her husband were racing the scooters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Same trip. <laughs> Ex-girlfriend and her two kids and then Cam and Ashley and, and Bryce. We, uh, we had a blast. We really did. We had a very fun time. Uh, down there and hopefully, you know, and then I, I didn't go again until like 2021. You had to wear a mask. That, that, that's, that sucked and it didn't because it wasn't as crowded because of the pandemic or whatever. Uh, yeah. uh, I went with uh, Nat and her boys for a few days and then Nat and I are flying down next Sunday and going with my mom and, uh, and her husband and my little niece that uh, my mom's raising uh, Bodie. 
So yeah, my mom's 66 and has a four-year-old. Ain't life grand, but it's her first girl. And it's her husband's first girl. They have seven boys between them. So it's going to be interesting because I think now I have to go to like the bippity boppity boutique or the, and then the Cinderella stuff and, and all that good stuff. Yeah. You so. get to see the other side of, yeah. The, the, the oh, side yeah. of Disney where I, I live when girls, I go down you know? there. Yeah. You get to <laughs> live through Phil's, uh, Phil's, uh, uh, like Craiger says, how quickly we get out hill. I'm skinny, fat, 150 with a muffin top. You know, I, I was a pretty big boy back in, um, Gosh, till about 20, 2011. And I was sitting there at 4th of July uh, with, at my, in the Pittsburgh with my ex-wife's family. And I just said, screw this. I, I got to lose some weight. I lost 100 pounds, man. Uh, but I didn't lift when I was doing it. And I was skinny fat, I thought. But that's when I looked like Tom Hanks, I think. <laughs> um, yeah. But the, the best shape I've ever been in, uh, you know, since I, you know, got out of college and stuff, my job isn't exactly conducive to getting a lot of exercise, right? Because I'm on a computer all day. But um, was that 2017 period? It lasted until I met Nat in 2019. I was good enough to trick her into being with me, right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that, no. that wedding we were all at, we were all looking good at that point. But yeah, I'm Shoot with you, Craig. I'm skinny fat right now, too. <laughs> I'm just, I don't weigh uh, a ton, but I'm a little soft. Yeah, Bruin, Bruin's like, eat good. You'll be over 300 like me now. I'm pushing it, bro. I was pushing Push. 300. Yeah, I've been there. I've I just, there. uh hell, got to do something. And, uh, but I... uh I do think I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to lose a bunch of weight between now and Disney. So I'm going to like hide behind, you know, Pinocchio in the pictures or whatever. But uh, I can't be all front and center like I was in that one. But uh, I'm just going to have to do it so I'm used to walking around and stuff because I just, uh, I, I just, I may fall out. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. You know, about, by day three, and you got to walk from freaking the front of Epcot all the way to the back and, and deal with everybody. I mean, and it's crowded and, and, you know, I mean, man, and your knees are popping and you got blisters all over your feet. That could get brutal. I can get brutal. So I got to train. I'm like, da da da. What is, what's the song? What's the song from uh, Rocky Four? Flying high now. Oh, oh, Rocky Four. Uh, 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 oh. He jumps over the mountain. He's like, bum, 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 bum. damn. Where's Dina when you need her? Uh. No, it, I know this. <laughs> I've got you're the best around, but that's from Karate Kid. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Rocky, I got, got that Rocky stuck in my head Four. too because I was listening to JC and Morgan before we yeah, came so on. We karate like, Kid. <laughs> so, oh, oh, done. There's no easy way out. There's no easy way out. I love that song, dude. Uh, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Hearts on Fire is pretty good, dude. And Burning Hearts pretty good, too, by Survivor. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, and Eye of the Tigers in that one, too. Dun, dun, oh, dun, yeah. Clips of people they love to play. Dun, 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 dun. Do you respect my Rocky? Respect. <laughs> Respect the rock, the rock. That's Rocky the Rock. That's that's the Rock Balboa. <laughs> He's a damn fine American. Don't chisel him. Respect my rock. 
you better seen all the Rocky movies or keep your filthy hands off my rock. <laughs> They're oh all decent. Goodness. We watch them all except for five. <laughs> Is that the one with Tommy Gunn? Yeah, yeah. That one sucks. Yeah, that one they, they redeemed themselves. Rocky Balboa is actually really good. I thought that was really good, too. I, I, a lot of people panned it, but I mean, I think yeah, I, liked it. I thought that was well written. Some of the dialogue in that is awesome. Yeah, Joey says YouTube workouts, JC, easy to do at home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm with you. I'm That's with my you. motivation. <laughs> Craiger did P90X for a few years. See, I. I no. gotta just lift with a little cardio. Like I could do like 15 minutes of treadmill, 45 minutes of lifting. Uh, if I don't eat crap, the weight falls off of me. But the, the important thing with lifting for me is legs. I have to do legs. Um, you know, because that that's what kills the gut, right? You, you don't you don't realize that, but you can do setups all day long because you got stomach muscles, otherwise you'd collapse. <laughs> but to burn fat, you got to do back and legs. Because your back and legs have big muscles and all that. Um, VJ says, I predict we see JC starring in a Rocky S fitness commercial coming soon. Haynes said, I of the Tiger was Rocky 3. It was, but for some reason, it's still on the Rocky 4 original motion picture soundtrack. According to Wikipedia. Take it up with them. They have made a, an appearance there. Right? It wouldn't surprise me. I apologize because I should have known that. I, that, that was this. That's inexcusable. Yeah, they probably play it at the beginning when they do the recap of the movie previous. That's they probably do. Why it's That's exactly it. when they do play That's it. it. You're right. Mm -hmm. oh, thank you, Hayden. Thank you for correcting me. All right, Phil, this has been a good show. Yeah, man. Enjoyed it. Nice oh, Friday. Quan <laughs> and Quantrell asked, I got to answer him too. Yeah, yeah. I have not been to Universal since 1996. Uh, oh wow! I've been there since you have. We went in. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I keep looking at pictures. I, I really, really want to go. Um, no, we went down there. Them. Yeah, when the Hard Rock opened, and uh, what was Islands of Adventure just opened? Like it was fresh. Yeah. Like paint was new. Yeah, it was fun. They're opening a new uh, a new amusement park too. But I maybe instead of Disney next, I mean next Orlando vacation, I'll I'll hit up Universal or something. But anyway, our, our summer vacation this summer is Gatlinburg. We Got us a cabin today. Woo! Fourth of July. All right. For Phil Mullinax, it's JC Sherbert. JB will back, be back Monday. I'll be back Monday. Then I'll be gone the next week. Uh, first pitch tonight, 7 o'clock. Bethune Cookman and the Gamecocks. Selection Sunday, I'm assuming. The women are Sunday or Monday. I don't know. Yeah. I you'll, we'll find out who they're playing and all that. But enjoy your weekend, fellas. We're out of here. And ladies. <laughs>